And here we go on another edition of Sunday Port. Welcome to a movie episode. We are going to get into a movie, our weekly show. Um, A classic mob tale today. It's a story about an aging gangster. Takes the wrong guy under his wing. A guy whose undercover name is now synonymous with being an FBI agent. Tonight's movie is Donnie Brasco. My My name is Anthony. I'm here. On the horn with my cousin, Ant. Ant, how the fuck are you doing? And what are you drinking? Doing great. (sighs) Got a little premium small batch bourbon. Uh, It's made an appearance on the show before. Kirkland brand. Mm -hmm. A little 110 proof. Very nice. 111, 100, I don't know. Something around there. 103. All right, 103. That'll do. All right. That'll do the trick. (laughs) What do you got in front of you? Uh, for this one, I had to do a uh, little glass of espresso, a cup of espresso, and a glass of Zambuca on the rocks. Okay. Oh, nice. On the rocks. And uh, in the very beginning, uh, Nicky goes up to the bar and gets a bottle of Zambuca. And it's the sa- I got the same bottle here, the Zambuca di Trevi. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. So that's like the very first scene. So that's what I got in front of me. I'll be sipping on that. I needed to do it. This, this is the first time we're doing a mob movie. Um, anything... Like remotely, like with an Italian background in it, I got a little excited. I got, I had to go this route. So, right, espresso of little buca, and more importantly, Pacino's 80th birthday snuck up on us. Yeah, this was your idea. We 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 kind of leave movies to just whenever we have an inkling of what we might want to do during the week. And uh, last, well, I think it was Friday. You're like Pacino's birthday's today or or tomorrow. I and, it was uh, uh, sat last Saturday. It was last Saturday, yeah. And I you said so, we, yeah. Should, we should do a Pacino movie, and we, we listed a couple. And we picked Donnie Brasco. A little, it's actually, when you think of uh, Al Pacino playing a gangster, this is not the prototypical gangster that you think of him as. You think of him as Michael Corleone, the calculated um, mob boss. You think of him as Scarface, Tony Montana, like this wild, power-hungry, cocaine-riddled madman. Yeah. Even, like, even like Carlito Brigante, like, is this cool cat, just this cool customer. He knows what he's doing, got everything right in front of him, knows what's up, he knows the life. Very, But this guy, Lefty, is like down on his luck. He cannot get a break. He's a degenerate gambler. And uh, what does he do? He vouches for like the absolute worst guy you could possibly vouch for. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much worse. Uh, but yeah. he's awesome in the movie, though. He's awesome in it. Yeah, uh, well, with this movie that I found interesting uh, compared to other mob movies is uh, so many of the uh, of the movies in this genre kind of glamorize the life yeah. that these guys lead. Uh, you know, going back to The Godfather, like you mentioned, Goodfellas, Casino. With this film, uh, I mean, it's not that it's not as dark as, say, like The Irishman was. With The sure, Irishman, yeah. that's a whole other conversation because it's not really a gangster film. Right. Uh, but this movie, uh, although it shows glimpses of the lifestyle these guys lead, you know, with Pacino's character, Lefty, you know, kind of shows a guy who's down and out, down in his luck, can't catch a break for 30 years. He's just kind of yeah. stuck in the mud with, you know, <laughs> with his role in, in, the, uh, in this faction. Yeah, it's like it's more of like a street view of what's going on. And day-to-day stuff, I mean, you think of – like mob guys, you think of knocking over trucks, you think of drug money coming in, and here's Lefty like banging open a fucking uh, parking meter. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, for nickel or nickel, I didn't know what a parking meter cost in 1980, whatever it was, you know? 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's the best he can do. And he, he said it. He was like, a score's a score. I mean, I guess he's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, you're only as good as uh, that day's take. But, right. Um, you, always, you always picture these guys with the fancy cars and the, the big houses, and that, that wasn't him. You know, he, sh- he showed you a little bit of what happens when it doesn't work out. I mean, yeah, it, never, I mean, it never works out. You know, dead or in the can, uh, in the can is usually how it goes. But, you know, he usually- – he- he struggles with that, like the whole movie, because he talks about getting away and Donnie, Donnie is trying to like nudge him in that direction to get out of the life a little bit. Mm. You know, just kind of throwing these hints out there, get a boat, go, that's what you want to do. Take a net and go. And, uh, you know, he, he knows he's disrespected like over and over and over again, but he's nothing without that life also. Like he can't exist outside of that world. Right. So there's no, there's no, he can go. Everything, any, anything he could do is a fantasy. Outside of that life is a fantasy. You know, he's hoping like the nightclub works out in Florida. He's hoping that uh, you know, he'll get he'll, somebody will you know bump him up when when a boss gets whacked. And he's like, and even that, he's <laughs> like, he's like the boss gets whacked. He's like, I didn't even fucking get called on in on that. You know, yeah. <laughs> every, everything, he, everything that happens goes against what he wants to happen. You know, and. and and he still kind of has that optimism in him to to kind of keep going back and say, "Look, maybe this is my time. This is this, this the next thing will be the thing that 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 gets me to where I need to be." Yeah, and he's, and he's a soldier, you know. He's just it's the life he has chosen. You know, there's no getting out. He realizes that whether he complains about it twenty four seven or not, he knows that uh, he's stuck in there. At the very least, you know, even when he's nobody in that life, I mean, he's a nobody outside that life. But in that life, he's a nobody. But even still, at, the, at least to him, at least he's still lefty from Mulberry Street. Yeah, and that's me. That means something to a guy like that. Yeah, and that the bar that they hang out in—that's on Mulberry, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah, I don't know if it's. They uh, never really get into it, but yeah. it looks like everything around it. Yeah, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you could like look it up and see where it was filmed. But I'm sure it's all down there. Yeah. Yeah, and also this is one of the few. Uh, mob films where I think you're kind of, usually in these films you're rooting for the mob, for lack of a better term, you're rooting for the bad, <laughs> for the bad, for guys, the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. In this one, you're kind of rooting. I mean, you're rooting for Lefty too, but you're more rooting for Donnie, who you know is obviously a cop. And you're, it's funny you're rooting for both guys, but they look, you know, on the surface it looks like they're on the same side, but you realize that you know one of them's going down. Yeah, well, you look, you, you look, and, and both these because this is a movie that you wouldn't call it like an ensemble cast. There's a lot of good actors in it, but I mean, it's all it's Depp and Pacino, which is yeah. Uh, when you, Top you just heavy. get yeah, you get you get like two main guys, and like you said, this is a, a role that we've seen Pacino in before, like just meaning like this genre. Depp has done nothing like this ever. I mean, he's like a Dillinger movie, but that wasn't quite the same. Other than that, this is not something that Giant Depp does, and he knocked he knocked it out of the park. He was great yeah. in it, and with with Donnie, he he plays this guy that, I mean, he's between these three worlds really, right? He's he's between the FBI, he's between the mob, and he's got his family life, and everything just gets fucked up at every step of the way. His family, his home life gets fucked from the from the beginning. Um, you know, the mob life, obviously, like you said, it can only get fucked one way or the other, and with the FBI. It's you get the feeling he doesn't really like the people he's working for as time goes on. And you, you're going to assume like you're in doing this undercover. You're in there by yourself day in and day out. And then they come looking for you all this all the time. 
and they want more from you. And I can see like why he kind of started to crack. Well, yeah, part of it is probably resent towards them. Yeah, I would. That, I would think that that this would be the last time. I, I don't know. I haven't like done the research on it, but I would. This had to be one of the last times they took like a straight up family man and were like, "Yeah, go ahead, you're undercover." Usually, you gotta, I can't have too many ties in the outside. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't really jive. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> no, no, that was probably a bad job by them to uh, <laughs> to go. This guy's got three kids. And a wife, like, no, nah, I don't think so, man. You got to get the guy who's single, you know, nothing to lose type type guy. Right. Now, well, the reason I think he was chosen is because he had a he had like a street upbringing, so he had the street smarts behind him. He was kind of yes. the neighborhood. I think he was from he from New York or Jersey. He was from that area. Okay. Yeah, I'm not That's I'm it. not exactly positive. Yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there if you look up Joe Pistone. Like he's done interviews and stuff. Yeah, you I find actually, a lot out about him. I actually, before I came on, was watching something. Uh, it's on. It's called. It's on the channel called Reels, I think. Okay, that's that Reels with the Reels with a Z. Yeah. Reels with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have these uh, different shows where it's it's called like uh, you know they'll give you the movie like Donnie Brasco, the real story. They'll, yeah. They do like yeah. an hour documentary. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that. I, like I had a bunch of them on the DVR. I have the Goodfellas one. There's a Serpico one. Mm-hmm. So I learned a little bit about the real story. I'm not that this isn't real because it's actually pretty. Uh, it's, it's not not spot on. They obviously it's Hollywood. They got to take some liberties with the story. Yeah, there's a uh, couple of things that are out of place, but it's not it's not too bad. It's like it's not uh, doesn't take too many liberties. No, not too many. Not too yeah. bad at all. Uh, but yeah, I know that that's how. And he was all for it too. Like he was this guy. I mean, in order to do this, you got to be a sick fuck. Yeah, absolutely. even though he yeah. thought it was only going to be six months. Yeah, Even though he only, it's, it's he, was too, he, was, he was too good at it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. The infiltration. I mean, it's one thing to get to lefty because he was obviously a guy that could be had. Or he's a sucker. To be honest, like it's tough to look at Al and think like that. But that's what he was. Mm-hmm. He was just this bum. But he get he gets by lefty, and Sonny Black isn't a guy that you would take lightly. He's a guy that was like on the rise. He was kind of a big name. He was on the on the right side of a winning like uh power struggle yeah and uh you know the guy loved them i read a little bit about that relationship and they get into a little bit but he he loves yeah they don't really they don't really get into it it's it's mainly focused on lefty and Donnie. yeah yeah Yeah. and Uh, the documentary touched on that how close him and sonny got at one point and he believed in him he didn't believe that he was uh you know and they kind of at the end of the movie of donnie brasco they they talk about how he didn't believe that he was a FBI uh, agent, but and, that, and it's true to life apparently. Where they, he didn't believe it at first. Yeah, um, I mean, he got whacked two weeks later, so <laughs> he knew he knew it then. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's really, and he thinks quick on his feet a couple times in the movie where it's like between it's either him or, or somebody else, and it happens in like they go to the Japanese restaurant. Yeah, and he's got to turn it on poor Mr. Moto. He's got to turn it on Mr. Moto, just like yeah. in, in a heartbeat. He's got to make a decision. They can't take his shoes off because he's got the uh, the the tape recorder uh, right, yeah. on on his ankle, and he um, chooses to you know just put it all on Mr. Moto. Said, "Look, he's Japanese. My father died in the war, and they kicked the shit at Mr. Moto in the uh, in the bathroom." Yeah. Then later on, they they're in uh, they're in the airport in Florida, and there's a I could I forget what it was. Attorney General, attorney, right? District Attorney, District Attorney. That's right. Yeah, DA. And uh, 
He just just takes matters into his own hands and just knocks the guy cold. <laughs> yeah, guy, guy grabbed my cock. <laughs> Sick fuck, grabbed my cock. <laughs> but he, you know, but it's a matter of survival. And when he he's probably just living that truth twenty four seven. Just how do I get through this next minute? And anything that comes up, he's got to make a quick decision. Otherwise, he's fucked, and the whole the whole operation is fucked. And he's probably you know in a in a gutter someplace with uh, his tongue cut out of his head. Uh, yeah, in, in the documentary I was watching, he actually had to do a couple. He had to do a couple things where he had to think quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on, when they brought him in, this is before he even got anywhere near Sonny Black or uh, or Lefty. Mm-hmm. They had like a sit down with him and some of the other guys, um, and they were suspicious of him uh, being possibly undercover or not what he says he was because he came he came around as a jewel thief. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they sat down with him. They interrogated the shit out of him for hours in a room. They basically made it known, man. Like, if you don't give us the right answers, then you're not walking out of here. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. So eventually, <laughs> crazy. So eventually, whatever, they, 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 believe, they believe him. They let him go. But in his head, like, he felt like he had to do more. Yeah. So I think, I'd, I don't know if it was this same day or at some point. Like, he just went off on this guy and just beat the shit out of him. One of the guys that was interrogating him just kind of just kind of <laughs> to send a message. Just kind of send a message that, like, you know, I'm not a cop, okay? I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's kind of what he does in the movie, right? Because he, 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 the first thing he does with Lefty is he calls – I mean, there's a lot of uh, – a lot of lingo in this movie that people use every day now. Like Fugazi yeah. comes from this movie. I'm sure the word was used before then, but this is the movie that put it on the map. And people started using Fugazi like regular basis after they saw this movie. And so he calls the diamond Fugazi. They go find the guy who sold it to him. You owe me grand. And Donnie says, let me talk to the guy. And then kicks the shit out of him in front of like the whole, whole club in front of the lefty. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of gets him right in right there. Lefty sold. He's like, all right, this guy's all right. This, this piece of shit is scared of him. Got me the Porsche, you know, got me payment uh, that was owed to me. Let's go. Checks him within the next day. And that's it. And he's, you know, off and run. So, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. Maybe, maybe that was them taking liberty with that story. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, they, and the funny thing is, he was talking about uh, how he used like his training in, in, in interrogation. Mm-hmm. So, when they, they were interrogating him, they want what they basically they wanted him to do a heist and he would always come around with, you know, money that he got for jewels, you know, kick upstairs, kind of like prove his worth. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do They wanted him to go on a heist. Okay. And he would always fi- kind of find an excuse because technically he wasn't supposed to break the law. Right. Under, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they're questioning him, like, oh, I heard you got connections in Florida. Who do you know down there? Kind of trying to see what he knows if enough crack. Mm-hmm. So he would turn it around on them with his training being like, you know, why are you asking me this shit? You just got out of the can. How do I know you're not, you know, informing? <laughs> so he would just turn it around on him. So the guy was definitely quick, street smart. And I mean, in order to survive six years, in the, it's almost hard to believe. Like if, it, if they made this movie and it wasn't true, I'd be like, there's no way an undercover cop is lasting six years. In the, there's no way. Right? Yeah, it's, it really is hard to believe, man. I mean, it's tough to think that these guys, but we, they fell for him. It hard hard to put it another way, but they fell for him. They were buddies with them. These guys, I mean, and and the crazy thing is, is in real life he had to like get through a couple layers of guys to get to Lefty to get to Sonny. Yeah, yeah. you know, and he ended up having such good relationships with those guys. It, it's 
It's just hard to he, believe. He, he was this close to getting made. I, I know. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. And, the, the, and there's a whole mob story that goes along with it. There's like a whole mob war. I mean, he's in the middle of it when Carmine Gallardo. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's got something to do with it. Is that there's a little bit of uh, dissension amongst the ranks. There's a power struggle. And they need all the, all the reliable guys they can get at this point. Carmine Galante gets whacked. Um, he's the boss of, the, of that particular family. I believe that's the Bonanno family. Mm-hmm. And that's Bonanno's had like a nice run too. Like I haven't read up done this stuff in a long time, but the Bonanno's like both Bill Bonanno. Yeah, they were big time. Yeah. And yeah, they were a huge family. And like both Bill Bonanno and Joe Bonanno, Bill's the son, Joe's Joe Bonanno's the father, the namesake of the family. Like they both retired, like to Arizona or something. You know, the 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 mob uh I don't know, romantic story where you just get right off into the sunset, which never happened except for the Bonanno family. And, yeah. then, and then I think, I don't know if it was shit. I don't know if it was Galante when they wanted to whack Galante that they actually called Joe Bonanno and had to get his, not had to get his approval, but he was retired and they still went to him. And we're like, we're going to do this because he's a lunatic and we're going <laughs> to whack him. And right. uh, they had, like got Joe's okay for it. Oh, okay. Is, um, I think it was Galante. So Galante gets whacked. Uh, the story is in the movie that Rusty, the guy Rusty's going to run it from the from jail. Um, Sonny's going to have Brook, Sonny Black's going to have Brooklyn. Sonny and Red's going to have Little Italy. Little Italy, yeah. And there's like a, there's a power struggle between those two guys. There's no love lost between you know Sonny no. Sonny Red is like the <laughs> older like the older group of people. Um, older group of, of gangsters, Sonny Black's the younger crew. Yeah, they and, definitely look down upon Sonny Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 that, that stuff, there's probably a much bigger story there, but I think, I mean, at this point in time, in 97, when this movie came out, there's been so many mob movies, you can kind of glance over the mob stuff because there's a much bigger story here, like you said, um, with the uh, <laughs> six years with the guy kind of latching on to these guys. Right. There was a whole another story you could have told, but that wasn't the one that was yeah, being, so being told. Yeah. It's it's a huge story in the history of the mob, but it's like it it's just like it's in the background the whole time. Too much it's too much to fit in yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um but yeah so that that's underlying the whole time and he's in the middle of this of this power struggle and that might be part of why he was able to at least get as far as he did. Maybe early on he he, he played a part, but you know once you get those desperate times and people are getting killed, you know, you're like, Oh, Donnie's around. He's a good guy. He hasn't done anything wrong. Have him come along. Right. Hard to find good help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you can't go vetting everybody now. Yeah. You already vetted this guy as much as you could. Um, <laughs> uh, the education that lefty gives Donnie. Yes. Is one of my favorite parts of this movie. It's just, as he like not lectures them, but he's little tips along the way. Um, you know, even when it's just like even when it's like talking shit, like you don't walk out on me, I walk out on you. Or like mm-hmm. a wise guy never pays for a drink. Yeah, um, and those were all taken from real wiretaps. Yeah. Even at the end where they're talking about uh, after Nikki gets killed, he's like, You don't you don't say his name. That's that's you know, that's the rule. You don't say his name. So there's there are it's and I, I don't know about you, but when I saw it as an impressionable fifteen year old uh, or probably a little bit older, 16 or 17 years old, I uh, immediately got rid of my wallet and started carrying money in a roll. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Not that I had a lot of money, but, you know, 
had to look the I, part. Ha- I, ha- I do both. I, I have the money clip and I have the wallet. But yeah, that this was definitely a, a turning point for uh, carrying a money clip. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, I didn't, I didn't even think about that until you brought it up just now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a way, I think it was, uh, it was Lefty not only educating Donnie, but he's educating the audience. Because in a lot, yeah. of these, a lot of these movies, uh, these other prior mob movies, they don't really get into a lot of that. You know, this was their way. This was their way of kind of, uh, you know, letting you know the behind the scenes. This, I think, this movie does a pretty good job of showing you like the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's just like, like the small, like it's you know, it's a the, just like the small time day to day. Yeah, the, stuff, the minutia you know? of mob life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. On top, and and all along, even still, Lefty kind of treats Donnie like shit all the way through. He's, he's yeah. so he's so frustrated with his life. He takes everything out on Donnie. Like there's times where uh, they're in Florida, like getting ready for the party. He's like, "Don't let me down again, Donnie." And he's like, "Let you down again?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" Every time he needs money, he's asking him for money. He's going to his pocket. He goes to see him on Christmas, and he's they both give each other like five hundred dollars in an envelope. <laughs> yeah. And I, he's leaving. He's like, "You got anything on you?" He's like, "I think I got something." And he goes and takes the envelope out of his you know inside jacket pocket. He's like, "Thanks." Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, he, just, he treats him just like doesn't. But I think there's an affection between the two of them at the end because those le- lefties. But this it's actually left to be interpreted by lefties' feelings about Donnie. I you know Donnie feels for Lefty. He wants him to get out. Right. He wants to give him that thirty grand he's got in the bag, and you know say get out, get out of his life. At the end, it's open for interpretation whether Lefty. And talk about what happened in real life or not, whatever. We're not sure if Lefty was going to whack Donnie after Donnie took out Sonny and Red's kid, right? They, oh they, yeah, we never, yeah, we never really, yeah. It's definitely ambiguous, right? Because he even says like, he goes, "I'd say you're a rat." He's like, "I can't believe you know you. I, I can't believe you think I will call you a rat. You're, I'm your best friend." And earlier on in the movie, he's like, "Um, you know, you if, you if you get a call from somebody, you go in, you come out dead." And it's your best friend that did it. So I was like that whole... And plus, he's like lingering behind him. His gun's there. So you don't know. And they just killed Nikki after Nikki helped them take over uh, Sonny Red. So Yeah, well, Nikki, it, had a, <laughs> Nikki had to go for a couple of reasons. I mean, <laughs> Sonny Black said he was a rat, so he was a rat. But see, was a wait, wait a second. <laughs> it was definitely Richie's fault. Richie had to pay off the cops. Richie well, was, yeah, yeah, Richie's it was like, definitely, but it was because they found out he was, you know, dealing the coke on the side. That was the real reason. Yeah, I think I Sonny Black just, you know, looked at it like, uh, yeah, we got the rat too. Yeah, he, he didn't want to believe it was Don. He didn't want to believe it was, so he took it out on the guy that needed to go. Part of the reason that Donnie moves up is because, like I said, Sonny Black liked him, right? Oh yeah, but all the while, like. Donnie knows he's with Lefty. He doesn't he just wants to be with Lefty? He's comfortable on Lefty's right hand. You know, I think he knew if he got too close to Sonny Black, things were going to get hairier. Yeah, but those like, Lefty was not really respected by them. He was kind of a joke to those guys. Yeah, and, and so, he had loose lips. You know, he would just he would just talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. I think he knew. I think he also knew he can get the most information out of Lefty. You know, he's an open book yeah, guy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if he if he trusted you. He was gonna let you in on everything, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh 
Yeah, so Lefty, again, like Tony Black even says to Donnie at some point, um, you know, he's a great guy, but, you know, he gets a couple of wines in him. You know, he's probably, he's hurting you more than he's helping you. You know, he's like, Come, I want you to run the nightclub in, in Florida. Florida is really a turning point uh, in the movie. Yeah. For, for for Donnie specifically, because it gets him close to Sonny Black, he gets him that boat. He's pissed off at the FBI. Like that's what, when he's in Florida is when his wife changes the number um, for the house. Like at that point, she's like had it, doesn't want to hear from him anymore. On his terms, she's you know kind of mm-hmm. taking back a little control there. And uh, when when he misses the misses the communion, misses the communion. Yep, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that it's 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 really it's, it's really when the movie takes a turn for i don't know it just takes a turn it's not for the better yeah, it takes a little bit of an <laughs> ugly turn you know you got half of it is him he's getting in too deep it looks like with these guys and then you got his family wants nothing to do with him and he's fed up he's telling and he's telling the fbi to fuck off he's fed up with the feds man yeah the, the guy i think his name is dean who's like the guy who, who from washington that kind of pops up here and there he's just fed up with richie because he's a fucking idiot I mean, right, you couldn't right, ask for a worse guy to be your backup guy. Like, oh, this is the one guy that I have, that I, I my, I'm trusting my life with, that is that knows what I am, and he's the biggest showing, yeah, fucking showing idiot. Showing up a half hour. Later. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, what kind of car was he driving? I, I don't know. The lefty was not impressed with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of man drives? I wish I knew what kind of car it was. What kind of man drives the whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they're down there, they go to a dog track. Yeah, it was nice, nice to see. Yeah, nice touch. The only thing that perplexed me was them going to the tennis courts. I don't see a bunch of wise guys. I mean, they were smoking cigarettes and they had chicks with them. So I'm gonna guess they had something. One of the girls probably suggested it, and they were probably half in the bag. Yeah, and they're like, "It's cold." <laughs> That's fair. And too. it ended with them in a little, you know, you know, throwing fists. So. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that un- yeah. unrealistic that was the only thing that didn't fit in you know you had the dog track the beach the water park and then you had the tennis courts a bunch <laughs> of guidos out there and white beaters that, just... and, and you know that that um that beach scene with lefty it goes to show you like they again they didn't really have a lot of respect for him he's passed out on the beach also maybe he's a little more alcoholic than we than we think of him as but he's passed out on the beach middle of the day and they're just they're piling sand on him and they make like kind of a slapstick thing out of it because he wakes up and he tries to go right after him. He's tripping over the like a pail or something, and yeah. become he make, it looks like a fool. And uh, just it, it kind of goes back to you know how he views himself versus how he is viewed by the rest of that world and what he really is. Yeah, I don't think he was a fan of the beach, Lefty. No, <laughs> I would probably probably not after that. Very old school, you know, wearing the pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he wasn't wearing his swimsuit and uh, you know t-shirt or anything like that. No, <laughs> no he was not beach ready. That's for sure. No, definitely a very old school lefty. Not interested in the beach. Uh, we, you were bringing up the Florida. Yeah. How? All right. Remember, uh, Sonny Black shows up to the boat party, right? And he gives Lefty the matches with the King's Court. Yes. Now, how did? And then, and then he, he talks to Donnie on board. He says, oh, you didn't think I knew about that. Yeah. Did I miss – how did he know about, about that? Did I miss something or is it just kind of like left up to your imagination? I th- I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's left up to your imagination. I think you're supposed to think that Sonny 
black. He's like just he's sharp. He's he was always looking. There's a part where they're at the pool, and Donnie's actually he's called. Got, he's got eyes and ears everywhere, basically. Like, he knows. It, it, I think it even shows you how close Donnie could have been to like, any second. He, he could have been just somebody could have picked up what was going on. He had, you know, calling his wife. He was calling his wife, basically. I mean, I guess he could have been like, oh, just my a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even still, he was actually calling his wife. Um, lefty comes over to talk to him, and you see Sonny Black kind of eyeing. The, the the contact there, like the relationship is going on there. So he probably knew what was going on um, or, or just did what he had to do to find out what was going on. I mean, he found out that Nikki was dealing coke down there. So I'm sure he's true. That's just, yeah, that's a good so point. I think, just it, me, yeah. I think it's left up to your imagination, but the, the, the um, thing is implying that he's just sharp and just knows, knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you have to be, I mean, you're dealing with a bunch of fucking criminals. You better be the best one <laughs> if you're gonna be the head. You're gonna be the head criminal. All right? Did you hear who was in the running to be Sonny Black? No, I didn't look at any casting. Um, maybe this is one that was interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay Mads because I think he did a good job. But it was, Leota was considered for the role. Oh, oh man! I mean, that's a pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're similar actors too. They're very intense actors. The, the, I mean, Leota would have killed it. Madsen was great, though. Oh, yeah. Madsen Madsen was very good. Just Leota in that role would have been. Yeah, uh, Leota's just like in a different uh, stratosphere. He's like a step above Michael Madsen. Just a a step. Nothing crazy. And it's not a knock on Madsen. I'd love to put Madsen in my movie any day of the week. but uh, Oh, sure. But Leota's in a different uh, planet. (laughs) And he just brings – you probably – Leota – would have brought would have uh, maybe won the Brian Cox Award, even though this movie had plenty of uh, yeah, plenty of respectability. He would have brought a different level of respectability. Like he's playing the third third guy, right? <laughs> right, right. Too many other big names to win the Cox Award. Though. Yeah, no, that's this. This is a movie that has respect. Did you did you know Matson before? I mean, probably Reservoir Dogs, right? That maybe that's it. Uh he was also with the Natural, Bump Bailey, and the Natural. Yeah, I watched Natural a million times before I started watching mob movies uh, religiously. Um, yeah, I actually, you know what I knew him from? Free Willy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was Which a- is kind of crazy because I'd see, I probably saw Free Willy like first as a young kid when it first came out. Yeah, how many times have you seen it since? What? Not, not at all. Okay. My point is, you see, you see Mike Madsen. He's almost like in this very, uh, like clean cut, like family man role. I don't even remember what he played in that. And then, you know, my my experience with Mike Madsen after that is Donnie Brasco, Reservoir Dogs. You know, the, all the Tarantino movies yeah. he was in. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was like a weird start to my uh, Mike Madsen fan. Yeah, we got. I got to do a little bit of. Uh... They kind of find like the weirdest role for an actor, where the that, that's like there. Madsen and Free Willy type stuff, like Gary Busey and something kid friendly that we don't know about. You know, like it's one of those kind of things. Call it the Mike Madsen Award. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're not going to review any kids' movies though. Uh, well, it gets get mentioned in passing. Right, doesn't have fair. to be a doesn't have to be a whole podcast dedicated to All it. All right, we'll have to look into that a little bit and find we can see. <laughs> I mean, you can't imagine it's like Ron Jeremy and uh, I don't know and something kid. I don't think you probably you probably made too big yeah. of a name for himself in uh, the wrong Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> well, to he might have been in Santa Claus is coming to town. Play a hell of a Santa Claus. I don't know if he'd be, I don't know if he'd be willing to dye his hair white. 
<laughs> the carpet matched the drapes. Uh, uh, another one, another guy in this uh, who was considered uh, Pesci was considered for Bruno Kirby's role. I think his, his name was Nicky, right? Yeah. Said. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What? And the crazy thing about that is, you know, Pesci was considered for this uh, young Clemenza in Godfather 2. So All that's right. two roles Bruno Kirby got kind of because Pesci passed. I feel like Bruno Kirby was in some kid-friendly movies. Probably. He passed away recently. Oh, I don't think it was that recently. I think it was a while ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, 2006. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. He's just a great character actor. Just kind of popped up in, the, in movies for decades. I can only, I, I, I'm sure it's more things I can I know he's more things I can remember, but I can only picture him in uh, Forget Paris. Billy Crystal movie? Yeah, he was like one of the friends of, like, Billy Crystal was in a relationship and Bruno Kirby was dating or married to somebody and they were friends with them when they were married. Uh, it doesn't matter. But Oh, uh, maybe when Harry met Sally? Oh, was he in that one? Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> but I think that's much, one, yeah. much bigger movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bruno Kirby was great though, man. And, and anything he was in, he's just one of those guys, automatic credibility. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he brought it. He brought it. So what would you think of uh, running down the lineup right now? And H. It's a tough role for any actor to, to be in because you're just kind of the person who's complaining all the time. That's just a shitty role for somebody to have it's to. The Skylar White. Yeah, it's a tough role. I mean, she did it. She, she was fine. I have no problem with Anne H. But, I mean. I was looking at her uh, filmography. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of catapulted her into a little bit of a run. You know, I mean, she never was really an A-lister so much. But she goes from – this was definitely her biggest role to date up to this point. Okay. And she was in – her next three movies were Volcano, which was she was starring across from uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Wag the Dog, which uh, De Niro and Hoffman. She was the female lead in that. Yep. And then Six Days, Seven Nights, which is across from Ford. Oh, yeah. All right. It's a good run for Anne Hayes. I mean, and then, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, she never became anything too special, but, like, still a little bit of a uh, run she went on. Yeah, that's nice. As a, you know, as a bench player, you know, she's a little. Yeah, I, I always kind of had a little crush on her in this movie because she, she did look good in this movie. Um, I don't think she was playing for your team in 97. Look, though. man, I got no chance with any actresses, so it doesn't really change my... I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, since then, she's switched back. I don't know. She's like LeBron switching teams left yeah, and right. Hey, good for her. I mean... Hey, hey, to each his own. <laughs> Yo, you know she had... Well, I don't want... I shouldn't poke light in front of that. She had some, she had some issues. Jesus Christ, that. man. Well, no, no, I'm not talking... <laughs> She had, she had some issues. There's a funny story I read up on her uh, where she just <laughs> kind of wandered into somebody's house. Oh, okay. She was like walking through the desert and she kind of just made herself at home. Like the, for, I blame the person who owned the house. Yeah, I like your doors. First of all, yeah. yeah, like she, she came in and like she was like in her bra and a pair of shorts. and She was on? She asked to use the shower. She was on acid or something? Yeah, well, that's the that's the kicker. Is like, she she had issues with mental illness, uh, and you know she showed up at someone's house, and uh, she like the, the person let her shower, 
She let her like uh, hang on the couch, watch TV, and then she started to get suspicious like a couple hours later. It's like, lady, I mean, what happened was she recognized her, so she was kind of like fame struck, you know, starstruck. <laughs> this happens all the time. Yeah, come on yeah, in. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so like, you know, she claimed, uh, she, at first she claimed like, you know, she has issues or whatever, and then it came out. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was also on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, just, and this wasn't too. This wasn't too long after the movie came out. Like this man, it was like maybe two, three years after. I'm, that. I'm glad that you turned it around to, to, that she was an ecstasy because I, I, I don't know what I was going to do with the audio for the last three minutes if it was just that she was like losing it a little bit and wandering to somebody's house. Like I don't know. I, you're like, yeah, I should, <laughs> I should poke fun of this, but here's this horrible story. But yeah, if she's on drugs, then I could like, okay, that's fine. It had a happy ending. <laughs> yes, indeed it did. <laughs> um. Let's see. I got, uh, I got one, one more note, not note, but one more um, talking point here about about uh, Joe Pistone slash Donnie Brasco because mm-hmm. he comes in, he's he's like all gung ho in the beginning of this movie, right? Like he like yeah. he's like, I got this guy, I'm in, let's let's get to work, and then he like the transformation throughout the movie. Um, uh, what well, I, I don't know how to put it. Um, like it, it's it's him it's like how bad can you get to have, what's the okay um place to go to and to stop somebody else from doing something bad because he gets to be kind of a he's a real shitty person at the end you know what <laughs> i mean and mm-hmm. i guess that he i guess he knew that the feds were coming but do you think he would have pulled the trigger would he showed he shot that kid um if it meant to say because he wanted because he was not, he was not a good person, but he wanted to save Lefty, right? He wanted to do right by Lefty. I don't. I, I can't see him pulling the trigger. He was close. He was chopping up bodies like a week before. <laughs> well, he kind of got thrown into that. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be like you can't can't call out on that one. Can't call out sick on that one. And I'm not sure that actually happened in in real life. Him chopping up bodies. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, we're talking about just the movie strictly, the, the character. You know, it's a little bit different than the actual just, guy. I, I, I still can't see him pulling the trigger. Yeah. It, it just it, – it, re- it really begs the question, like, how far did the feds want him to go? Like, you know, they, on, the, on the level, they don't want him to kill anybody. They don't want him to steal anything. They don't want him to hurt anybody. But you have him in there for that long. You can't pretend right. to be a mobster for that long without doing some fucking shitty things. And he, Well, that's what brought it to an end is – in real life, was they asked him to lack yeah, somebody? Yeah. He, he kind of had to. He went to the feds, and uh, it wasn't too far off what happened because he went to the feds and told them, like, "They want me to whack somebody. What the fuck?" Yeah. And they were like, "All right, we're pulling you out. We're pulling the plug." And he was like, "No." He's like, "I'll I'll figure a way out of it. I'll find. I'll figure a way." You know, and they ended up being like, "Nah, I'm done. <laughs> like, nah, you're done. He was there, man. I don't know how you're gonna figure a way out of that." Yeah, I don't know. And the guy who played Bruno. Mm-hmm. Brian uh, Tarantino actually just passed away. Is that right? In November, yeah, he OD'd. That's not a happy ending. Sorry, bummer. Oh, Bruno! Bruno's the, the kid. Yeah, you remember him from Sopranos? Was he uh, Mustang Sally? Yes. Oh shit! He was in a he was in a few things like that. He was always like the guy behind the guy, you know. He was playing a sleazy kind of gangster. Yeah, he was in Carlito's way. Is his name Bruno uh, in the movie? He, I thought there was a Bruno that was on Sonny Red's crew. 
Another guy, Bruno. Yeah, that was his son. That was Sonny Red's son. I think so, right? I don't know, because in the basement, when they when they whack Sonny Red, he's yelling for Bruno. I thought Bruno was the big guy that falls on oh. that falls on Sonny Black. I don't know. Or maybe because they're just talking about it. Maybe, remember, because they're making fun of him when they walk in, they're making fun of his kid. Right. And uh, so maybe he's just calling out his name because, uh, I don't know, he's about to get shot in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I think his name was Bruno, though. That's a. It could be wrong. You, you talk about like a wild scene, whether it's real or not. He's in the car. Donnie Brass was waiting. Is waiting in the car. Doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> then one of the guys comes out and are like, "Yeah, come with me." And he's got a gun on him. He's like, "Come with me." So he doesn't know what he's walking into, and he yeah. walks into an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, that's an intense scene. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know how you don't yak to walk, like walk in there and just see those see those guys in the floor and like, oh yeah, here's a here's a here's a saw. <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh, there's not an easier way to do. It. He 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 kind of had to know though at that point what he was. Yeah, but I mean, you don't know. If it, it, they're no, you don't know what you're walking into, but you you know you're driving those guys to do. Yeah, and there's and there's all this talk <laughs> about there's a there was a rat in Florida. They somebody tipped off uh, the cops in Florida. How do they know what's going on? And uh, yeah, so you don't know. You walk in and Nikki gets pops right next to him. How do you know it's not you? You know, he, it's yeah, crazy. Could have been it. I mean, he was just an inch away from getting whacked so many times. You feel yeah. like, and that's not too far off what happened. Uh, there there was actually a sit down in real life. Between uh, Sonny Black, Sonny Black and Lefty went to bat for uh, Donnie with like some higher ups in the crew. Like I'm talking about, you know, I don't know who, you know, but big big names in the Bonanno family. Because mm-hmm. some guy had gotten out of prison, uh, Anthony Mara. Okay. He had gotten out of prison, and before he had went away, he was kind of one of the guys who had brought Donnie in. Okay. And was friendly with this guy. Was a fucking nut. <laughs> Like, even, even Joe Pistone, like, he's a talking head on this, and he talks about this guy. Like, this guy, he's like, I was scared to death of this guy, man. You know, in a quick trigger, you know, uh, short fuse, he can go off at any point. He ends up going away for some sort of charge. I think he went away for murder, but he somehow he only did, like, six, seven years. Or whatever. It could have been that long if he was only undercover. But he ended up doing a little bit of time, like three, four years. So he gets out, and he kind of looked at Donnie as, like, Kind of like maybe took his spot a little bit. Okay, yeah. So he was trying to claim like Donnie owed him money. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So he was claiming that he wanted Donnie whacked. So Sonny Black and Lefty had to go to a sit-down. And go to bat for Donnie. And Donnie wasn't allowed in because, you know, he's not a made guy. He's he's still a nobody considered to these (laughs) higher-ups. So Donnie's waiting by – Donnie's waiting like in his apartment or whatever – and there's actual uh, wiretap audio, okay, of Lefty calling uh, Donnie from the sit-down, being like, this guy's out of, this guy who wants you whacked is out of control. <laughs> He's like, we're doing everything we can for you. And Sonny Black ended up winning out with that argument and pr- basically saved Donnie's life. Joe Pistone's life. I mean, wouldn't you? Just crazy what, shit, what, man. Just absolutely If you're Pistone at that point, wouldn't you be like, nah, I'm done. Like, that's it for me, man. Like, I do. I, you, I don't know. I, even, I mean, me, I would never take the, the, even, the I mean, job. Even for the feds, you're like, this is too close for comfort. Like, let's do something. They got to get him out of there, man. But like, they, they just like, you're right. 
two months it's crazy. Six, like you, you just you, kept dangling, you, yeah. dangling the carrot in front of him. Like, oh, we can get this out of him. We can get this out of him. We can get this out of him. And they just kept pushing him until they got everything they possibly could. Yeah, I know. And you watch the movie and you're like, you know, obviously it's not 100% true, but you watch the movie and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he was close to getting whacked. This, it's like, no, this guy actually had it, you know, his, was an inch away from dying yeah. for like six straight years, yeah. basically. Which is, I mean, if you take that kind of a undercover role, that's the way it's going to be. All these guys are. I don't care how high up you are, man. You're always an inch yeah, away. Yeah, just, looking over, just, 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 look, just looking over your shoulder, man. That's it. And that's just, that's just nuts. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm ready to do quotes if you are. I got. Right, so like, we're gonna try something new on the show. We want to kind of uh, bring some of the shit that we love about movies to uh, I don't know to the program, to the episode, to the podcast. Drink. As I wanted to drink, so I had to call it a podcast. And uh, we're gonna just gonna go, we're gonna oh. we each picked. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give uh, three favorite quotes. We're gonna go back and forth, and we'll talk a little bit about the scene that they're in and stuff like that. I got a bunch picked out. Okay, I'm sure there'll be a couple that overlap. Um, we're gonna talk about why we like them, talk about the scene, that kind of stuff. So, I, I defer to you. Uh, what is your first quote? Oh wow, tough. <laughs> I was hoping you'd knock out one of my quotes first. Um, <laughs> all right. Hmm. All right, <laughs> this is this such a this just cracked me up, and I mean Pacino is just he's the most quotable guy in this movie. That's without a doubt, right? I mean he talks so yeah. much. <laughs> he's got he's got great. I think actually, right. uh, yeah, I, I have six written down. I think four of these are Pacino. <laughs> yeah, I have like I think I have six also, and like yeah. four of them. Uh, but I love when he's in the kitchen. We haven't touched on the yeah. scene yet. I think it's Christmas, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You know, night? I always assumed it was Christmas Eve, but it might be Christmas Day. Just because there's no fit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and he's talking about, you know, the best, the, you know, men are the best yeah. cook mm-hmm. cooks. And he's just like, on Mars, the best cooks are men. <laughs> and then, like, simultaneously, he almost lights the kitchen <laughs> on fire. <laughs> I always, I always like that as someone who likes to cook. It's just, you yeah. know, lefty spelling. There's a out. lot of great stuff in that scene. We could, we could probably get rid of all those quotes in that scene right now. Um, but there, yeah, but there's just yeah, – Donnie goes over that Christmas day. He's, he does, he, everybody thinks he's an orphan, so he can't get out of, you know, going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, lefty's cooking. I mean, there's like the puncher pinch, I and mean, that's one I use all the time, you know, Pinch, yeah. punch, your, puncher, punch your pinch. salt. Punch your pinch salt. <laughs> my favorite yeah. line is, uh, you know, he's talking. He does the money go out, the money go out, money go out, money go out. hundred years money go out. You know, you go these uh, all these goombas in Brooklyn. But uh, <laughs> Donnie goes, Donnie goes to Annette. He says, uh, Annette, can you you make can you cook like this? And she goes, Oh, and she's all just she's very nice, always smiling, this very polite woman. He goes, Oh, I, I can't I can't I can't cook special like Benny. And Pacino just goes, shut up, Annette. <laughs> yeah. the- well, it just go- it just takes you back to how he was like kind of a dick to Donnie all the time. He he just took his frustrations of life out on everybody a little That's bit, it. you know, slowly but surely. <laughs> Absolutely, That's a great scene though. That might be my favorite scene in the movie, the cooking scene. And oh yeah. Did I love you that did scene. you watch yeah. that uh, that clip I sent over to you today? 
So yes. what I sent Ant today was uh, there's this guy. It's called um, Binging with Babish, and he does uh, short videos on dishes you'll see you see in movies. Um, I think he's done like, I think he's done fried chicken like in uh, Breaking Bad. I think he's done um, shit. I can't think of anything. I, I watched a bunch of them one day. I think he I think he did sauce like they did in Goodfellas in Jail, shit like that. Um, okay. And everything. There, there's a bunch of them. Check them out. They're very cool. Binging with Babish. And uh, so he does this, it's called Cocavine. Um, and I guess it's not even. It's a French, French. Yeah, and I right? guess he didn't even really, Lefty didn't even really do it right because he does tomatoes in it. And I guess tomatoes aren't really in that dish. So he kind of even fucked the dish up. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's. It's all right. You put, you put your own spin on it. I do that all the time. You put your own spin there you on go. things. There you know, trial and error. That's good, yeah. But plus. Being Italian, like you just you kind of have the tomatoes laying around, you throw tomatoes and shit. It's yeah, man, they're always there. Um, that's correct, <laughs> yeah. All right, my my number one one is one that uh, it sums up like the whole movie. Sums up Lefty, sums up Donnie, sums up Sonny Black, and the the life sums up the the mafia in general. And that's when they're in the car after Nikki gets whacked. And uh, you uh, you started this one before. It was Nikki was a rat because Sonny Black says he was a rat. Who the fuck am I? Mm. I'm a spoke on yeah. a wheel. So is he, and so are you. Quit right, quit quit <laughs> riding the fucking brake. Yeah, and it's just um, that just sums up the lifestyle, uh, right? Yeah, there. and you know what? And, and and in the end, Donnie was gone. Lefty went to jail. Uh, Sonny Black was gone. You know what wasn't gone? The fucking banana family was not gone. Right. So it. the wheel kept on turning. He went out with a couple few, uh, couple fewer spokes. That's it. Yeah. It's a good point. All right, what do you got? What do you, what's your second one? At? Uh, let's see. I got a few over here. Um, this one is uh, shit. This one I got another comic relief one. From Pacino, All right. um, it's when they're sitting around the pool in Florida, okay. and Madsen's reading the paper, and he's oh, like, good one, man. "How could John Wayne die?" <laughs> just Pacino doesn't miss a beat, and he's just like fucking Indian guy. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good Michael Madsen. I gotta give you that. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry that now. I'm gonna be doing Madsen the rest of my life now, <laughs> thinking I'm crushing. <laughs> there you go. You know any impressions? I do a mean Michael Madsen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my second one is uh, another another lefty one. And it's it's kind of both funny, but uh, it's it also kind of it sums up lefty in a couple couple lines here. It tells you the very beginning of the movie, and all the five boroughs I'm known, forget about it. I'm known all over the fucking world. Anybody ask about lefty from Mulberry Street? You're pissing up the wrong fucking tree, my friend. And it's just like look. This is the is the image he's going to put out there. He might be a spoke on the wheel, but as far as you fuck, you're fucking concerned, I'm going to leave you like a shit stain on the wall if you don't fucking comply with uh, my view of the world. And that's that. that that's, hey, yeah, he carries himself with a little bit of confidence at times, you know, when he's not complaining. But, when he has you know. to, yeah. When he has to, he's got to be a gangster. He's going to be a gangster. Right. Yep. <sighs> Let's see. I want to. I want to talk about this guy, so I'm gonna. I'll throw in okay. some line because we haven't touched yeah. on him yet. 
But uh, Tony Lip, who's, uh, you know, obviously anybody who's a Sopranos yeah, yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. Carmine yeah, Lipitazzi. Yeah. You know, when, when uh, he goes over to see Sonny Red, and obviously Tony Lip is part of that Sonny Red's crew. <laughs> and he just leans over to Sonny Red after he's leaving. He's like, why don't you get him a tail while you're at it? And I just, I just, I love that line. And not only that line, but like Madsen's reaction after it, just knowing that he's being, oh, being you know, disrespected, back, table yeah. full of guys laughing. It's like, ugh. yeah. And I'll say this, Tony Lip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, obviously what I'm about to say, he was in, I mean, his, his resume is ridiculous. Now, would these movies have been great without him? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But this guy had a run, man. Like, he was in some of the best movies. This guy was in his first ever movie. He was in The Godfather. Now, he was a wedding guest who was uncredited. <laughs> but he's still there. He's still there. Like, he was in Dog Day Afternoon. Again, he was a cop uncredited. Raging Bull. Same hey, the 12th man, the 12th right, man I mean, still this, gets this a ring, This guy puts man. his name on something. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll give you another few movies. Pope of Greenwich Village yes. he was in. Yep. Uh, he was in... Oh, Year of the uh, Dragon. Back-to-back Mickey, back to back Mickey Rourke movies. Not bad. I love, I love the mix. <laughs> and here, oh, I'll get, Year of the Dragon, I'll say this. For people who haven't seen that <laughs> yeah. movie, a little bit of an underrated flick. I would go check that it out. It is pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Same uh, Michael Camino, same director as Deer Hunter, if anyone's yep. seen that one. Year, yeah, I like Year of the Dragon. But, oh, okay, obviously, Frankie DeWop and Goodfellas. Yep. Uh, Donnie Brasco, obviously Sopranos, what you know, everyone knows him for. There's one movie I haven't seen, but I, I made a note of this and wrote it down. 29th Street, have you heard of that? No, I've not. No, very, very yeah, it seems like a very small. I couldn't even find it on Xfinity to rent or even buy. I heard Joey Diaz talking about this on his podcast. He loves this movie, he says it just comes off very authentic. Uh, and it's about, I mean, the, the plot's not that important. Uh, but Danny Aiello is the, is the leading okay. role in it. Dan, the only other guys you would know, Danny Aiello, Anthony LaPaglia, who plays his All son, right. and friend of the program, Robert Forrester, who we oh, mentioned nice. before. All right. It's one of those movies I just can't find. I, I can't find it. I, mean, I might have to order the DVD. I don't know. Yeah, this is nowhere. Like, you can't even rent it on Amazon. No, it's nowhere. You can say, you can, but I just—I I was sold on. I heard Diaz talking about it, and then I went and looked at the at the cast, and I saw Aiello and Lapaglia or whatever. And then when I was doing my Tony Lip research today, and I saw he was in it, I was like, "Now I gotta see the movie." Shit! All right, put up, put on the list, man. <laughs> yeah, I will put in a star next to my notes right now. Twenty ninth <laughs> Street, nineteen ninety one. I got two. I got to choose between which one, but I, I think I have to go with this one because there's a scene that is an iconic scene that we haven't talked about yet, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's the scene where they're in Florida and they're trying to he's trying to figure out where to get the boat and he's sitting around uh, speaking about big name actors and their first movie roles. Um, it's with uh, Paul Giamatti, who's an FBI agent in the movie, and he asks him, he "Goes, you got to tell me what's forget about it." And he goes down. He goes on the list, you know. He's like, he's like it could be like, uh, "Hey, Paul, you got a one-inch pecker." Forget about it. But my favorite line is, uh, "It could be something like it's the best thing in the world." Minga, these peppers. Forget about it. <laughs> and that's the one I always. That's the one I quote the most. It could be any kind of food, like Minga, you know, whatever I'm having. Minga, this bread. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Mine is always Raquel Welch's one piece <laughs> of ass. Fucking forget about it. Raquel Welch, uh, by the way, in her in her day, she's the one who was in the uh, what's that movie? The one where she's like a cave woman running around in like a bikini. No, nah, you're thinking of she's on she's in the wall in Shawshank, but that's not. I don't think that's her. Oh, that's not her. That's Sophia Loren. Uh, who's the of? one on the wall? I forget. There, there's there's a bunch of them though, because she he has like three posters in that movie. Oh, all right. Um, dated Joe Namath, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, married four times. Uh, I think she, I think women like that are just like they're so hot they can't live a normal like suburban married life. Rita Hayworth. You know? Think that's it. Think that's uh, who it is. Yeah, Raquel Welch. She's a you know. Oh, the last, the, oh, so the last, the last poster was Raquel Welch. Rita Hayworth was one of them, and then she was the I yeah. Think Raquel Welch All was right. the one in the, uh, the. I forget the name of the movie. Twenty two thousand BC or Rita something. Hayworth, Marilyn Monroe, and Raquel Welch were the three posters in Shawshank. Oh yeah, I think I think I think Raquel Welch number one. <laughs> I see the, of, of those three. I mean, I probably would have no problem with any of them. Well, <laughs> if we're gonna get technical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your what's your last one? What's your last quote? Uh, well, this be my fourth, but oh, I gave you three. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. You started. I was glad last licks. I got I got one more because I use this one all the time too. Is uh, in, the, in the beginning when Lefty's trying to vet Donnie, and he goes to the mm-hmm. barber shop, and he's he's just grilling this guy. He's like, he's a stand up guy, and the guy gets the guy's like fed up with all the questions. He's like, I said I knew him, Left. I didn't say I fucked him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you two more right. quick, just because I have yeah. them written down. Um, going back to that the beginning scene uh, when you know Lefty's trying to show him the ropes or whatever, and he's teaching him how to dress. Yeah. And he's like, "Get a pair of pants. This ain't a fucking rodeo. <laughs> dress like I dress." And then I'll give you another. We haven't talked about this guy at all because he has maybe I don't know, he doesn't have many talking roles. I think his name is Paulie in the movie. Okay, James played by James Russo. Okay. When him and I think it's Bruno Kirby's character are talking yeah. about something, uh, something to like give give women. Oh, quaaludes! And, he's, and yeah. he just gives one of these. Yeah, he's like, should give three quaaludes to Brenda. Maybe she'd cook. <laughs> and, and Bruno and Kirby he, goes, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that guy James Russo I, I I looked him up and I was like trying to think where I, I you always look at these guys who are in these movies and you're like I've seen that guy even if it was in one thing I've seen him mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out though the only thing I could and I know I don't know him from this remember the end of Fast Times Ridgemont High when the uh, convenience store gets robbed uh, no I don't remember I mean I've seen him oh, okay. a few times but I don't I can't think of that yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, that kills the story, but that that was him. I mean, I definitely don't know him from that. He was in, but, he was uh, in everything. He's like a lot of TV shows. He's in. He was in Django. It's pretty good. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, speaking of which, I, I have the movie on the background. This made me think of it. You, did you know in the boat scene, uh, Pistone is in the? Uh, oh, no, I didn't. I, re- I didn't realize he was in the movie. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't, dude. I didn't realize that until I watched the documentary right before oh, I came on here. I didn't find, I didn't see that online or anything. Uh, he's actually the guy. I think I just saw him. He's the guy when uh, Traficante is leaving, who's the Florida mob boss. Mm-hmm. 
who comes over to Donnie. Does he come over to Donnie? Yeah, and he comes over to Donnie and says, uh, Mr. Traficanti's leaving. Oh, all right. And they show him, like, sitting down. Yeah, the ball guy. Oh, shit. It was a little, a little interesting. When you go back and uh, watch it again. Yeah, good to know. I got to check it out now. It's shit. quick. Yeah, it's real all quick. Right. He's not in it very – he has, like, one one line. <laughs> huh. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, I'll give you one, one more. The therapist – you know who the therapist <sighs> is in this? Oh, uh, no. I don't, who is he? No, I don't. It's – for Mayor Ferrati from Ray Donovan. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's another great line where he's leaving. He goes, uh, <laughs> you want to know my, in- you know my in- enemies? Ah, in- oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even say the fucking word. You want to know my intimacy request for that guy? It's very intimate. <laughs> he's going to take that, take that <laughs> Billy's going to send me and shove it up his ass. <laughs> you, got, you got intimacy issues, bro. You just can't pronounce the word. That's your issue. <laughs> That's a the naked, naked gun joke right there. <laughs> he has intimacy <laughs> issues. He's fucking stutters eight times in trying to say the word intimate. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was uh, yeah. Donnie Brasco was. I don't know. It's it's just it came out at the right time, man. It was one of those movies that it was actually supposed to come out early, like in the early nineties. But when Goodfellas came out, I think they didn't want it. It was supposed to come out like ninety one. Not that not that it was filmed already, yeah. but like their plan was to shoot it and you know release it around that time. But with Goodfellas, they didn't want to you know compete with uh, with that. Couldn't compete. I mean, it, this is not it's not the same no. level as Goodfellas, but it is. Uh, it's a classic in its own right. I think it'll go down. You got Al Al Pacino as as a gangster is uh, that should sell you, and then Johnny Depp doing some of his best acting. It's oh Johnny Depp, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat that. So uh, there's a couple flaws in there. We're not gonna get into that, but I mean, there's a couple of things that are a little odd. Like yeah, they, they talk about like there's uh the guy you just mentioned, Paulie. Like something something happens there. Everybody's around in the club there, and he's like, "I tell you something. If we don't start making money, somebody's gonna get whacked." Like nobody talked like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I know it's not, not not that I was yeah, in those, not out in the open, not that yeah. I was in those rooms or anything, but I don't think they're having those conversations like that. You know, it just seemed very odd. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's all part of it. I don't think this was... uh, This guy who directed the movie, never... I mean, Mike Newell, he's got a couple... Yeah, I looked it up. I I looked it up and nothing else really caught my eye. Yeah, like like a Harry Potter movie, Four Weddings and a Funeral, like nothing. I I don't think I've ever seen anything else he's done. Yeah, I didn't even write it down, so... Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think I had seen anything. Else, really. And it was, and he did great with this movie. I mean, it's. I would have to say it's his best movie. I mean, not not that, like I said. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I would think I'm so. not a, a student of his films, but. Yeah, it was. Uh, my, we're probably thirsty for a mom movie in 1997. That was a good one. That was a good one. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit what the spot. Um, I asked you again. We're trying to find ways to bring like our personality into the show. I guess I don't know if that's a way to put it, but. Um, what did you learn from this movie yet? What did I learn from this movie? Um, I think a little bit of like the, the mob lingo, Mm -hmm. I would say, like we we talked about it already, uh, with lefty educating Donnie at the beginning, he was kind of educating us at the audience. Um, you know, like the, not so much the forget about it scene, but like the Fugazi, for example, we touched Mm -hmm. on that right at the beginning. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know Fugazi before this movie. And now I feel like I use yeah. it all the time. Yeah, you know, you know? shave and then, uh, daily, so you don't have a mustache. You know, you know, you can't get made if you don't have if you have a mustache. 
<laughs> no, no mustache. I'll, I'll let the beard go a little Regulation. bit. No, no stash. Uh, and then the other thing was, we didn't touch on this yet, actually, was the friend of mine. Oh, and yeah, friend the whole of breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, oh, which seems like a throwaway line at the time. But then on the boat, Sonny Black introducing Donnie to Trafficante on a, a friend of ours, which always seemed odd to me, was like, the guy's not even officially made yet. And you were, you know. You're introducing a fucking fed as a friend of ours. It's a but he much. didn't really respect Traficante, though. So if he just wanted to be like, look, I'm bringing down some big guys with me to meet you. Well, he was trying to, yeah, true. He was trying to kick No, I don't think he was. I think bit. he was trying to kind of this muscle him up a little bit and be like, look, this is, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a pretty well, serious crew down mm. here, Santo. Because he talks shit about him. He's like, he's had, he's had this whole fucking town to him for years. When does he get still be kissing his ass and talking shit about him? <laughs> He knew he, he knew he needed Traficanti's blessing to open up the club. Well, the Traficanti's the guy who took it down, though, man. Traficanti was, yeah. Which, yeah, which that's which that's uh, that's a true story. That the uh, the King's Court that was the exact name of it, and that that was a true story. Right. How it got broken up. They and you know what? They actually, um, I don't know if they said it was by Traficanti, but it was it was a club that. Don, it was, you know, Donnie had set up, and it was all, it was wired up, the club. And uh, I guess they, in, in, in the real story is they did bribe okay. a cop. All right. But I guess, like, the cop must have turned a blind eye. I don't know if it was because of Traficante or if it was just a crooked cop, like, taking the bribe and then still busting it up. But they still raided the place, and... uh yeah, they they exactly did in the movie. That's a favorite of Sonny Red up. because he sided with Sonny Red being like the older generation. Yeah, I don't. I can't say I don't. They didn't really touch mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. in the documentary, but I, I'm sure that's. Yeah, I'm sure it's something yeah. along yeah. those lines. But the fact that a fucking cop took the bribe and still did it. Well, that <laughs> sc- fucking scumbag. That guy. <laughs> 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 what a piece of shit! <laughs> Took the bribe and he was the first guy in line knocking the door down. Yeah, what's going on in there? That that goes that goes to what I learned, man. I just learned that uh, you have to watch your back and like you have to have some serious paranoia to survive in that life. And I, I feel like those guys weren't paranoid enough because here's this guy. I feel like you need to grow up with guys if you want to be, you know be doing that kind of shit together you can't go like you can't have a job interview yeah you have, to have, you, have to have, you have to be the most paranoid guy in the world to survive as long as uh i mean not as long as they did because they didn't survive <laughs> but you need yeah well i mean who does i mean who does man there's only one lucky Luciano, yeah you know retiring to italy right that's how he yeah i mean that's uh, well, only a was, couple uh, ways he, didn't retire, he was um i think he was uh expelled to italy to sicily no, I mean, that's not. I mean, before Corona, it's not bad. <laughs> not a bad. That wasn't a bad sentence, man. Going, going over there. Yeah, it's true. If you, if you, and then I think what happened to Lucky was he was going to go meet a movie producer to do a, a movie on his life, and he dropped dead at the airport. I think so. Oh, is that right? He was old. He was. I don't know how old he was, point, but yeah, right? I mean, it was a few years on. Yeah. So. Yeah, not everybody can be uh, Lefty Ruggiero. We got a movie just about them, about how bad they fucked up. <laughs> Poor <Frank. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Poor bastard, because there was a lot of guys that fucked up. But you know, in the movie, it obviously. Well, he was like the first guy to stone to do what he did. I mean, there's a there's a million rats now that'll you know give up what you want for free. You don't have to put all the work in. 
That's the one question I want to ask mm-hmm. you up the stone. It's like, would you have, if you, knowing what you know now, is it worth doing what you did? Because now, fucking, all you got to do is get a guy who doesn't want to spend three years in jail. He's going to fucking give everybody up. Like, then, true. In this, true, in this, in this true, late yeah. 70s, is kind of where it all turned, where, uh, you know, the, the previous generation were the guys who wouldn't give up anybody, wouldn't talk about anybody. And that's like John. John Gotti was the part of the new generation that carried that on, except for he was a loudmouth. But he carried on. But he carried on like the, <laughs> yeah. take everything to the grave. And uh, but that that was the minority at that point. You know, in the eight through the eighties, guys just started giving guys up. And maybe he was part of that. Maybe maybe because Pistone did it, that people realized that it wasn't sustainable, and that they're all going to go away. You know, at some point. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would, yeah. I would want to ask him what his thoughts are. You know, look, 10 years later, five years later, guys were giving guys up. Right. Was it, was it worth all the work he did for? He'd six probably years? say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He seemed to, uh, I don't want to say enjoy, enjoy it, man, but like. He can he enjoy just, it now. Uh, I, I mean, the comp- he can company enjoy man. It now. Company he can revel man. in it now. But I, I would imagine at the time it was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, how, I mean, he didn't see his family for one point. I think he didn't, said he didn't see his family. Yeah, for I don't know how you sleep, years. man. I don't know how you sleep. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that doesn't surprise me because I mean, living that lifestyle with those guys, I mean, that is your life. That there you are, your family. Those guys expect you to be on call twenty four seven. That's your first family, and then your wife. Right, and, and that's kids when you have second. a family, and they th- they thought he was an orphan, so he's there. He should be a tweet twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. He should be there. <laughs> like, yeah, he's got no yeah. excuse, man. Yep, absolutely. And uh, he has a great line in the in the uh, documentary when he's talking about it, and it actually it's one of the last lines he drops in mm-hmm. um in it. They talk about how, obviously, in the movie Lefty at the end, yeah. taking his jewelry off, you know, and uh, leaves it at his girlfriend's house, at right. Nets' house. Yeah, uh, in real life, that's actually what uh, Lefty goes to the can and dies of lung cancer. I think you touched on that. And Sonny Black yeah. is the one mm-hmm. who gets sent for. They actually went. They actually in the. They went to Sonny Black exactly how they do in the movie, and they show mm-hmm. him pictures mm-hmm. of Donnie. So at that point, he's like in denial, but in the same sense, he's like, shit. You know, so two weeks later, or yeah, so no, they go to him. They say, listen, uh, you know, you could turn informant, you know, give us a call. And he kind of pondered it. And then, you know, he did. And two weeks later, uh, he gets sent for and he's at a bar. And apparently he took off his uh, he took off his jewelry, his rings uh, his he took out his keys to his car and his wallet and he gave it to his favorite okay. bartender <laughs> and he gives it to him and he's like uh, going to a sit down probably not oh, coming geez. back and they tell this sto- and they tell this story to Pistone and Pistone just laughs and he goes that's <laughs> a gangster man yeah it just shows you like you know the guy did his job you know he was a cop at heart took down the bad guys but he's still like it was almost like he had a little bit of admiration for some of the guy i mean as ruthless as they could be and as big a scumbag as they were i mean some of those guys they like lived by a code and you could tell yeah. like kind of he, he, yeah, he took he, note of that. at the end he didn't want to come out 
right then, right? He wanted to stay in for a little bit longer. He didn't want to come out right then. But I think that has to do more with mm. the fact that there's consequences. I mean, they, they're not – they don't keep it a secret. He, he knows the consequences of him coming out. He doesn't want those guys to he, – he would – I think he would yeah. rather put those guys away, but he doesn't want to see those guys get shot because of him because, he's, because he got close to him. But to the point where he could laugh about a guy. And they chopped his they chopped his hands off. What's Sonny that? Black. What's that? Uh, I know there's a, there's gotta be a symbol for that. Because uh, he uh, shook hands you. with the yeah. with the All Fed. Right. His body washed up shore somewhere. Staten Island. Oh, yeah. 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 Staten. Yeah. It was Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. It was uh, tough, man. Yeah, the movie didn't get that dark. But it was still. Uh, it could they could have went darker if they wanted. If they wanted, it got ugly there. Yeah, at the end. for sure. There, yeah, it's a little bit of violence in there, but it's really just that last part. There's a little, little, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The one, I mean, it's the one. Sonny Black right? shoots a guy like at the end of a montage. There's a couple, you know, fist fights, but nothing crazy. Until, <laughs> until there's this, yeah. this blood on Michael Madsen's face from. Uh, uh, lefty puts an axe in some guy's back, trying to finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Man, hey, you got anything else? You know, oh, one last thing, because the, the movie, the movie does not put the FBI in a good light, and they made a point at the end to say, you know, there's a hundred convictions out of two hundred indictments, and Joe Pistone got a medal and five hundred dollars for his for his efforts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming he never had to work again, though. Right? I mean, what could he do? I mean, is he going back to the office? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, he's not working no, at like, Kinko's or anything, right? Under the name uh, Harry uh, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, what is the deal? That guy should be getting checks check, from the right? government like, for the rest right of his, his life, pension, man. Direct right? deposit. Just, just put him on pension for life now. He's done. That's it. He's done. Just let him work. <sighs> Dude, six, six. Listen, I mean, I don't know what it, what a cop what a cop needs to retire these days. If it's like twenty five or thirty or whatever, but six <laughs> years in mafia time that's that's uh, and plus that's the yeah, quota, plus man. time that's it. it. It worked a lot of overtime. Good too. enough for me. Yeah, twenty four seven, man. That's there's <laughs> you, know, no there's, you know, there's guys in the back office going, no, no, it's nine hours, and then you know, the, after the nine hours, he gets time and a half. That's when he gets paid the extra. Oh no! No, yeah. you went to the gym that day. No, you don't. You don't get. You don't get paid for doing sit-ups. That's not. Nah, he was at the dog <laughs> track. Okay, we're not paying him for that. Doc I wonder how much. Like, you got to find some way to enjoy, right? You got to enjoy some part of it. Otherwise, you're gonna look like you're you don't belong. I wonder what part. I I I wonder. Yeah, I wonder a I what parts know. he enjoyed the most, and I wonder b just. What the worst thing he actually did was? Never, never tell you. Never. <laughs> yeah, who who knows? I don't know. I'm sure he never whacked anybody, but I'm sure he yeah. saw some oh, shit. Oh, jeez! I mean, hanging out with those guys. Yeah, at, at that time, Had to. the six yeah. years, man. You got to see something. It's amazing he lasted six years without them asking him to kill somebody until the end, which is what. That's, I mean, it took him six years to to make him. You know, what I mean, like that's that's what you got to do is when you're up for promotion, you got to get. You got to put. That is what that is you, how you got to put blood on your hands. Yeah. You know, 
That's true. And a lot of the yeah. rules that you found in Donnie Brasco helped frame Sopranos. And you're able to understand Sopranos a lot because of what you learned in Donnie Brasco. Yeah, because right, because Sopranos doesn't really like explain it to you. It doesn't put it on a silver platter for yeah, you the way yeah. that Donnie Brasco did. You know, so D- Donnie Brasco is almost like an introduction, yeah. kind of like an education to what you were going to oh. see there. Yep. I don't know, man. And he was saying like how Goodfellas is more glamorized than this. Goodfellas is written written by like Henry Hill. Yeah. And he lo- at the end of Goodfellas, he talks about how much he loved the life. This is a story that's told from an undercover, undercover agent. So he's, he doesn't love that life. He saw it like for what it is. And he's very open about just how yeah. it's, it's how, uh, I mean, there's no honor. There's no love lost between guys. You're scared all the time. You're pissing your pants all the time. Just waiting for the next fucking thing to happen. You're worried about any kind of room you walk into. This could be it. I mean, he's very open about that. And it's not glamorous at all. <laughs> so yeah, I guess crime doesn't yeah. pay, kids. No, that's <laughs> well, really it Initially, it's yeah. And why would you get into it? It didn't pay. Yeah, at first it's gonna it's gonna pay at first, but your long <laughs> your long term uh, um, investment's not gonna not gonna cash in. No. Uh, and, you got anything else on Donnie Brasco, my friend? I think we, uh, I think we exhausted ourselves. I think that's, uh, that's a wrap forget on about Donnie it, Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Well, forget, forget it. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening once again to Sunday Poor. Go follow us as always on Instagram and Twitter at Sunday Poor. And it's picks. How you been doing this week, Ant? Uh, I don't think I fit one. Maybe one. You bet Tops. a horse. That horse doesn't come in like everything else in my fucking life. That's another Donnie Brasco quote. That's Lefty again. <laughs> yeah. You, you said it, man. You said it. <laughs> All right. We'll be back here, I don't know, Sunday or Monday with another episode of Sunday Poor. Catch you up on what's going on. Check out our last episode. We talked a little bit about the last dance, getting through this COVID nonsense together. Together and a a very cute way of saying it, and uh, we'll be back here again on Sunday Poor. Talk to you, talk to everybody soon. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, thanks for your support. Peace. All right, Anthony, what'd you think, man? I think we, uh, I think we covered it all. Really, like, that's a great. I love fucking Donnie Brasco. That was a good call. Yeah, <laughs> I got red red marks all over my notes. Cross outs yeah. for everything yep. you hit. Oh shit! There's one thing I meant to ask. <laughs> one thing I forgot to ask you. Um, what? How do you think the food was at King's Court? Because they do a shot in the kitchen and they're making pizza. And like, is it I, bread, bread clam sauce? Right now, yeah, the pizza. I know. There was like a sauce. I thought it was. Oh, like, was it? I didn't even notice that. No, nah, for Florida, you got I don't know Florida, the pizza. The pizza also didn't look too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see curve, myself. Yeah. Oh wait, the guys from New York on this? Yeah, I'll have a, off a pie. That's right. I got a couple. Of, I got... Yeah, I it's think casino. Was a, I, think was, I mean, I don't, how, uh, really what good. other food did they really have? Went out of the sauce. <laughs> Not clan, yeah, like that.
Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, it's probably bad. Who? Yeah, yeah, okay. Charge the food though. Of all those, of the wise guys. Ah. I don't know because it was it was like a, it, was, food. it started off as a <laughs> I, that's a great question because it was Donnie's operation well, it was yeah it was Richie's operation in real life it was Donnie's operation so I don't know who yeah it's a good question I don't know who yeah, was who- in charge of all that. I guess it was them. I, it had to be them, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way those guys know what was, knew what was going on, but the well, place was all wired up. Well, so. there's well, a lot of life's mysteries we'll never get to indulge in. <laughs> I want to get the menu. Yeah, we got Google. <laughs> King's Google Court menu. <laughs> well, they close right then and there, right? <laughs> I don't think they're still around. Rip. Oh wait, King's Court. I don't know how where I think oh, there's I feel King's like they Court stayed open. There's King's Court in Tech in Houston. King's Court Apartments, sorry. Is it King's Court in <laughs> West Haven? Oh man, I don't want to go there. I, uh, just, King's Court. Just a hunch. Yeah. You know who the other FBI guy in this movie is the Oz. Uh, the governor from Oz. Is he governor or mayor? Oh, the guy who's like his like his buddy. Yeah, it's the him. only thing I know this guy from. The bald guy, little skinny guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, he meets with him at like the diner. I don't remember him from Oz at all. Yeah, that's the only thing I know that guy from. King's Court. No, it was in Holiday. Nah, he was a scumbag. I want to say, I want to say, governor. It was so it was a real place, or there was a real place. Yeah, he was Governor James Devlin. Oh, lost you for a second there. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a couple. Oh, did you? There's a couple uh, videos uh, of King's Court. Still there. Found me. Uh, <laughs> live and in living color. Speaking of Goodfellas, I have a. I don't know if we talked about do a, this, but I have a. Do a good Wait, do a Goodfellas show? I picked out where we could do that. Oh, I think you text, I text me right you now. that. When do you want to do a Goodfellas show? Yeah. No, call me back. I'll go, we'll, Should we give we'll it away right now? I'll get now? this going, and uh, I'll give you a call. All right? All right, later. All right.